RJ, your first preseason in the books, you know, overall taking a look at this body work over four games, what are your thoughts on, on where your game is right now? I feel like um, you know, I've played well um, over the course of preseason, and um, it was great for me especially just being able to just, you know, get up and down in NBA game, NBA settings, um, so, you know, to be more prepared for the regular season. What have you learned? And you're talking about preparation. What do you see? It's a long game. Um, anything can happen. You could be up 20. It doesn't doesn't matter. Like you know, so it's just it's a long game. You gotta you gotta play hard all 48. That's right. You're damn right. <laughs> That's right, yo, King. <laughs> That's right. RJ is back. No, yes, we sir. are back. Our, this is RJ's first time here. Yes, yes. But we, the Nigga Time Show, are back. <laughs> it was the third season. Yeah, season three. <laughs> yep. Back in effect, this is your boy Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. I can't even say the words right. I've been <laughs> off so long. In front of me is the man, the myth, the legend, Young King with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. Glad to be back. Mad excited, man. Haven't been here since Summer League with, yeah. with Terry. But you know what? It's still looking good. It was looking good in summer league, and it's looking good now. Yeah, even though the Knicks lost three out of four in the preseason, but it's still all good, though. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we lost three out of four, but I saw some glimpses of good stuff. I mean, yeah. I want to see a little bit more, but there are some bright spots. Yeah, there's hope. There is definitely hope. Definitely hope. And the number one hope I have right now is with my guy, RJ. Yes, Yo, sir. I'm a Nick. That's right, him. <laughs> we excited, goddammit, RJ. So listen, man, if you're tuning into Nick's Time Show, we talk all that Nick's talk, just a Nick of Time, we give you the Nick's news, we give you sometimes some little rumory stuff, and we give you some statistics and breakdowns as well, man. And it's been a long summer, a long summer break. Yes, yes. A lot of things has happened over the summer. Yo, me, Nick's Fan TV, we, we interviewed Alan Hahn, Chris Childs, a bunch of things over there. Edson, you see, notice he's not here, man. He's been doing videos. With yeah. <laughs> he's blowing up. Yeah, Edson's famous now. Yeah. That's why he's not here. We too small. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing videos with Redman. Redman yeah. jumped on his song. Wait for that to jump exactly. out. Exactly. Word. The cameraman is still here, though, even though he he's getting big, too. Like, I mean, he's not big enough to not be here because you know, he shot the video for Redman and stuff. So shout out to you, Chris, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of changes going on, but we back here to give you that Knicks talk. Um, the Knicks are in a good place right now. Cap flexibility, like we said before. Um, young, young, nice draft prospect in R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Draft picks as well. Yep. And you know what? So you know what? We're going to start off just giving our preseason breakdown. Talking about... You know what? All the players that all the players in preseason, pretty much. We're gonna we're gonna break down R.J. Barrett. We're gonna break down Julius Randle. What we saw, we didn't like. We didn't like. But we'll start off with the young king, R.J. Barrett. Yes, R.J. Barrett, man. So, 
What's going on, man? What did you think about RJ's performance this season? Or well, preseason? I mean, yeah, preseason. I mean, I'm impressed with what I see with him so far. Like, Summer League came off to a slow start. Then you saw as Summer League went on, he was starting to get it a little bit. And then as a, then when preseason came, it seemed like he pretty uh, he pretty much understands the game pretty well. Like, he is he definitely has a good feel for the game. Yeah. You know, um, he's definitely... um. A good passer, you know, better than I thought. Way better. Yeah, um, he can also score the rock. Obviously, we all knew that coming into um mm-hmm. coming into the season and everything. He's and the buckets. Yes, sir. And um, he does a bit of everything really. Like he scores the basketball. He rebounds pretty well for his size at the guard position. Passes pretty well. It seems like he's also smart enough to know when to cut to the basket because I've seen him do some back cuts during the um preseason games as well. Yeah, yeah. When he catching his defender off guard and all that, so I mean, overall, like I pretty much, you know, like what I'm seeing from RJ so far, and, he, and he's also showing effort on defense. I mean, he's not the greatest defender still, but he's showing effort. Though, Yo, he's been like. solid, man. Yeah, he's been solid. Here's my thing with RJ, dog. We just need to take the, you know, the, you know, the sheet, the scouting sheet. There was a, mm-hmm. there was a scouting sheet that came out in the summer that said all the RJ strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. I think we should just take that scouting sheet <laughs> and burn it because <laughs> none of that seems to apply right now. Maybe yeah. one or two things, but there's a bunch of things he did in his offseason, in his summer league, and in his preseason that people claimed he couldn't do. Yeah. And that's what was most impressive to me about R.J. Barrett. First of all, like you said, you mentioned the passing. Um, we had Spence over here earlier before. And he talked about his breakdown with R.J. Barrett and with the pros and cons of his game. And one of the things he said was he can't really pass that well inside of the three-point line. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true. Yeah, it definitely looks different during the preseason. Yeah, because if you look at a bunch of these preseason games, um, you notice that he set up Mitch for a lot of lobs mm-hmm. below the free-throw line. Uh, there was a play in the last game versus the... Was it the Pelicans? The Pelicans, the game that Zion was supposed to play when he got <laughs> injured, uh, right? Out, out the first couple of weeks. Yeah, out the first couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, RJ, number three pick, looking good, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no shots. No shots, but you know. Just started. We already throwing shots, and then and then on top of that is at the number one pick. Zion. At the number one pick. I mean, we got number three. I mean, I'm I'm glad we're number three right now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. But that's one of the things that I liked about RJ is his ability to pass and to be a point guard. He he made passes above the three point line. He made passes through the pick and roll below the free throw line, and he even makes these one handed left handed passes on the move. I saw mm-hmm. this. I saw Julius Randle passing the ball to the corner, and he immediately drive, and with the pass with his left hand on the move on target to a player at the three point line on mm-hmm. the wing like it was nothing. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, what what is this? And this guy has just he's a natural playmaker. Mm-hmm. With natural playmaking ability. That's one thing that I, I've noticed. Yeah. Uh the second thing is the finishing around the basket. Because in the scouting report, People were saying, yeah, you know, he can't finish around the basket at a high clip. Mm-hmm. The only time he's really able to finish around the basket is if there's a player who's just significantly shorter than him and he just yeah. takes advantage. This guy's just been finishing over people left and right. It don't matter who it is. Yep. He's taking advantage, bully ball from the shooting guard position. 
Um, I also saw Spencer. He kind of put, he posted like a sheet that had a comparison of his shooting percentages in college versus the four preseason games he's played so far. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's a small sample size. Yeah. But the the percentages have risen like 10% within mm-hmm. the paint. That's something that they said he needs to work on. The yeah. finishing has been immaculate. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, at Duke, like, I, I did see an issue with his shot selection, but I didn't see that much of an issue during the um season. I mean, during the preseason, though. So I'm wondering, like, as if, if that's something that they worked on during, like, practice and things like that, and he's applying it to the game, or is that just him just adjusting to the NBA game and just knowing, like, what's a good shot and what's not a good shot and things like that. Yeah, you wanted that, too. Maybe it's, maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's because, you know what? It might be because he's just being asked to do a little less. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, granted, he's the top three pick of the Knicks, but he's also a rookie. Yeah. We brought away, we brought Julius Randle here. We have guards here. Mm-hmm. We have veterans here who's first duty is to take that offense onto their own shoulders yeah. and shoot the shot and not and create. Um, he's kind of almost like a secondary guy doing it. So maybe it's just le- less pressure for him, you know, creating offense mm-hmm. as a secondary guy, not the first the first guy. Maybe that could be it. True. Um, especially got Mar- Marcus Morris. He, Marcus Morris never met a shot he didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. I love what yeah, he's doing, buddy. Mr. You know. Bully Ball right there, Mr. yo. Yeah, Mr. Bully Ball pulled some up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you said, the shot selection, maybe that's why the shot selection is cleaned up so much. Yeah. Uh, so far. But I'm... I, I love it, man. I love I love the progression there, and like you said, the defense as well. The defense mm-hmm. is picked up as well. Yeah, better defended and advertised. Um, actually, no, I've seen some of that in Duke, mm-hmm. but maybe it's because he's trying to make a statement and make his mark so far. Yeah, that he's concentrated on the defensive end, and he hasn't really had those lapses like I've seen. In yeah, Duke. in college. Yeah, yeah, but I uh, overall, listen, man. R.J. Barrett giving you 15.8 points so far in preseason. 46% from the field, dog. Come, come, come. That's impressive, bro. <laughs> That's better than some veterans on the Knicks right now. I mean, <laughs> look. Listen, it's a four-game stint. Yeah. But still, there was a game we shot 75%. Yeah. That last game, he went off. He was the best. Player on the team, I felt in the last game versus the Pelicans, yeah. it was like RJ Randall and everybody else. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I like he has certain things to work on. You know, like the three point shooting mm-hmm. still isn't you know it's not there yet. Of course, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take some time. Thirty three percent from the field. I mean, it could be better, but it's not, you know... It's, it's not, not terrible. It's though. not terrible, terrible. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay would be 35, yeah. sleek average, 33. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can live with one of three from a rookie, though. From I a can rookie. live with that. Yeah, from a rookie. I can live with it. I definitely can live with it. So that plus the free throw percentage, we need to get that up to yeah. 66%. But overall, man, triple-double threat still, mm-hmm. giving you 5.8 rebounds, just like in college, still a big dude, 3.3 yeah. assists, not bad, um, active on defense. Hey. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all, all you got to do right now is clap it up for the kid. I this, mean. That's all you got to do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. 
All I got to say is, man, if you look at this team and you look at the RJ Barrett, uh, you know what? The Knicks got ridiculed. They kind of got made fun of a little bit mm-hmm. for getting the third pick. Yeah. And we were kind of the laughing stock for getting the third pick. Even though the Suns, who had the same odds as we did, yeah, fell into, what, the fifth or sixth pick? Yeah, somewhere down there. But no one cared about the Suns. We, we know what it is, though. Everybody loves make fun of New exactly. York. Exactly. So, you know, they, they focused on the Knicks, even though we had the same odds. Yeah. Whatever. Here's the thing. Now that we have R.J. Barrett, there's a focus on his team, right? Um, It's still just four games. Mm-hmm. But it's looking good. It's looking like this guy can be a staple here. Um, he can possibly be a guy who can attract other people to the Mecca. Mm-hmm. And it's not just going to be Knicks and name and fame, but Knicks and a player establishing R.J. Barrett. Yeah. And it looks like, I think when people start to smarten up and realize it's not all doom and gloom, that we have a good piece that's going to go in the right direction. Man. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty confident that he'll be able to take over the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that when RJ Barrett was coming out of high school, like he was the top recruit. It wasn't Zion Williamson or anybody else. So that talent with RJ always been there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just that he just got overshadowed at Duke because Zion was this huge sensation. No, nah, it's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, now RJ has a stage where it's like, you know what, I'm going to prove why I was a top, you know, high school prospect, you know, going into college. And now I can show everybody that, you know, I am the real deal. Yeah, and he's delivering, man. And the coaches love him. Mm-hmm. The coach is playing him 39 minutes a game. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> you got other players on the team, and he gets some more minutes. Yeah. I mean, Dotson getting DMPs. <laughs> Alonzo Trier is missing whole games. Yeah. Going on Instagram, uh, doing sub-tweets and sub-memes. Sub, <laughs> sub <laughs> My man playing 39 minutes, but yeah, it is. It is what it is, Fizz. Yep. We'll get to you. We'll get to you soon, Fizz. Yeah, later. <laughs> later, later, later. <laughs> But yeah, shout out to RJ Barrett, man. Yo, I'm a Nick. What? <laughs> I've been kind of wary of, of you during the summer. Um, I was kind of wary of some of your shortcomings, but I love being proved wrong so much, yeah. especially when they're in a Knicks uniform. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I will wear. I wear. I will wear this L proudly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Take us to promised land, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you know what? We're going to talk about the rest of these new guys. We signed a lot of new guys Yeah. Uh, this season. None bigger than the man, Julius Randle. Yes. And I don't have a sound effect for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, though. It's coming, though. I, was thinking about, I didn't, I didn't want to do Juju on the beat. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm feeling that. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe we'll think of something eventually. But Julius Randle came into camp in shape. He was on Instagram with his shirt off all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, six, seven, eight pack abs, more than I have. Word. Even though you know I might, I got, I did better this summer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> chains on his chest. Yup. Um, came to impress, man. What did you observe from Julius Randle this preseason? Well, to me, I think. The preseason games I saw, like, I think at the moment, Julius Randle's trying to force it a bit too much. Mm. And I'm thinking that's because he sees him, because he knows that he's the highest paid player on the Knicks. I feel like maybe he has, like, an elevated um sense of responsibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like at times he tries to force it too much. 
and I'm not really sure about him in the um, point four role either because, you know, <laughs> the ball handling and the passing ain't really there like that. But um, overall, I like what I'm seeing from Julius Randle, you know, in the post. Like, he's aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, um, definitely looks for a shot, which he should because he's possibly the best player on the team right now. I mean, we paying this guy, what, $63 million exactly. over three years? <laughs> yeah, two-year option. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, do that. <laughs> and I do like his um presence in the post too. Like he made a couple nice passes I seen in the post where like somebody was cutting and he found that open player and got and got them an easy basket and things like that. Like overall, I like what I'm seeing from Julius Randle. I just wanted to like kind of slow down a bit. Don't feel like he has to force everything. Mm. You know, that's like the only thing that you know I can really say about Julius Randle at the moment. Yeah, I kind I agree with you. Here's the thing with Randle as well. He this is gonna be his first complete year with the pressure of being the man. Yeah. He's had a sample of that when he's with the Pelicans, with Anthony Davis went down, and now he's the man he has to carry the team. But now the franchise is like, all right, it's you. I know it's kinda RJ, mm-hmm. but you're the veteran. Yeah. And it's you. And he's going to have to, you know, take on that responsibility. And you saw even during media day, he kind of talked about that. Like, he's gotten better every season, right? Mm -hmm. I think last year he averaged like 21 points. Like eight rebounds, I think, like about, yeah. Yeah, eight rebounds a game. Uh, I think it's shot around 52%. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Three-point percentage went up as well to 35, Mm -hmm. improved all around. But when he came to media day, what I was impressed with was his demeanor. And he, he talked about being a leader and not just being a leader in name, but kind of just, you know, understanding everybody around him, understanding people's personalities, and just kind of leading by example, but also being empathetic mm-hmm. to what other people are going through around him. Yeah. And that's what we're going to need this year. Because um the way Scott Perry, Steve Mills, set this team up is they... Everybody, we're two to three deep in every position. Yeah. And there's going to be guys that are disgruntled. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's already came out that exactly. somebody's disgruntled. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? And it's just preseason. And <laughs> it's just preseason. It's just only preseason. And uh, you, I don't know who it is. I have a theory who it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a couple people there's that... There's a couple of theories. Yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know. ISO's been in been heavy in Instagram liking certain posts about playing time. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory about who it is that you mind it too. Yeah. But you know, we're going to need somebody who's that empathetic towards these players and who can actually lead by example and actually talk to these guys. So I'm I'm glad that he was excited to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's excited about Mitchell Robinson because he talked about that um, during Media Day too, that he was mm-hmm. excited to play with Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. And that Mitch Robbins was just such a force. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that he seems like he's happy to be in MSG because he came here around... He said he felt like he wanted to come here during the Kobe Bryant farewell tour. Yeah. And he came to here with the Lakers and he felt the magic here. And ever since then, he knew he wanted to be a Nick. And I feel like he's going to carry that here. And I'm glad that we have a... a a guy that's not quite a big all-star, but hopefully a budding one. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, he has a great chance to make the all-star team this year. Because, I mean, he's going to be the main guy on the Knicks, so... Definitely. Yeah. He's definitely going to be the main guy on the Knicks. But while he's here, he's going to have to do some learning, like you yeah. said. Yeah. 
Uh, so far this season, he's averaged 16.3 points, um, 43% shooting. Not his usual Yeah. high percentage. Uh, but you know what? Um, I think we... Is that... Hmm, is 43.8% from three, though. That's impressive. I, I wasn't expecting that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Clap it up. Clap it up for that. Yeah. I don't expect that to stay that high. That'd be crazy. Yeah, if if he shoots forty three percent from three for the season, then Buddy healed who? What? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. What? I don't even know if we're gonna talk about Buddy Hill today. Depending on the time, we might. Yeah, we might talk about Buddy Hill's rumors. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But yeah, like you said, um, I like that he is uh, aggressive in the post, and that's really where his bread and butter is. Yeah. If you look at his shot chart, because I've been looking at shot charts all day today, mm-hmm. red represents elite. If you look at Julius Randle's shot chart, all the middle of the court is all red. It's like yeah. somebody just picked up a paintbrush and just like, rah, just lit that joint up. Yeah. So he's going to give you those, those points in the paint. But he has to work on passing out the double team, like you said. Yeah. And I think a lot of that will have to do with the lineups and mm-hmm. fizz. Because I do feel like if there's proper spacing, if there's guys that can shoot around him or even guys who can kind of move without the ball, yeah, then there'll be more opportunity for him to, you know, make those correct passes on the yeah. double teams. Because he's averaging 3.5 turnovers a game so far. And it's yeah. been a little for Yeah, forcing the issue a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully he can clean that up. But like you said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, Fizz, he should look at some of the plays the Pelicans ran for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Fizz said he's looking to do some pick and roll with him. Yeah. Like have him run the pick and roll, have him run the offense a little bit. And Oh, you mean with the ball in his with, hands? With the ball in his hand, yeah. And you've seen him trying to do it. It hasn't been... It, it, it hasn't been looking pretty. It <laughs> hasn't been looking pretty all the time. Yeah. Certain times. The first game, he had like seven assists the first game uh-huh. versus the Wizards. So he had some successful stints. Yeah. He had some nice assists to, to RJ Barrett too. But um, I think he can do it. Maybe not at the, the rate that they want him to. But yeah. He, at, at times. You know, we have to pick spots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when he's with the Pelicans, I read something that said when he was with the Pelicans, they used to do a thing where he ran the offense, and they just had shooters around him. Yeah. And then he was just able to kick it out to shooters mm-hmm. while he ran the offense. So, uh, granted, they haven't done that in long stints, but I wonder if the Knicks can do that here sometimes. If the, if, I mean, it's an option. We have shooters now. Yeah. Even though we haven't really been shooting that well from three this season. We've been putting them up. Yeah, put, yeah definitely <laughs> putting them up. Yeah. <laughs> But I wonder if the Knicks can look into that and see if that part of his game can go. Yeah. But um, eventually, I want the ball out of his hands a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I want Fizz to drop some more sets. Yeah. But I like what I've seen from Randall so far. Yeah, most definitely. But uh, that this brings me to this other dude. that the, the, This man, I, I'm not going to lie, he's, he's kind of impressive. He's been impressive. Marcus Morris. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The dog Marcus Morris. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I just thought of a I just I just too late though. I just thought of something for Marcus Morris for like a little sound effect. Oh. It's too late though. Yeah, it's gonna be next episode. <laughs> next episode we'll have it. But what are you seeing from Marcus Morris so far, man? First of all, I like the statement he made first preseason game when um 
that dude, Justin Anderson, I think that's his name, that was guarding him. Mm-hmm. And he was getting like, kind of frustrated, Marcus Morris, and he just banged the ball up his, up on his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like, I like that first message he sent. Oh, yeah, man. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Letting people know, like, this ain't the same baby Knicks that you've been facing these past few seasons. Oh, hell no. Nah. Ain't nothing see it over here, man. You're going to catch this. Exactly. Yeah, why is this dude always fighting in preseason? <laughs> 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 yo, it's not even just him. It's his twin brother, too. Like, they, yo, it's they, in the they, blood. Exactly. Yo. Like, I don't know what it is, man. They just like confrontation during preseason. Yeah, man. But you got to admire the tone that's being set. Yeah. The Knicks aren't going to take no stuff this season, man. And I, I like it because people come over here and think it's sweet. They think it's a conga line to the basket. They're going to uh-huh. trash. No, nah, not, nah, not this nah, season. Not this season at all. Mm-mm. But besides that, though, like I like what I, I like what I've been seeing from Marcus Morris. Like he's definitely he's definitely showcased they can score the ball, mm-hmm. which is definitely a big plus because we need guys that can score. Right. Um. Good three point shooter. He looks like he's also pretty good in the mid range. Yeah, and so far, like he's been shooting this preseason. Shot seventeen points per game so far. Fifty two percent from the field. Fifty percent from three. I mean, we're not we're not expecting him to shoot 50 percent from three. Hell but, nah. <laughs> but I mean, if he can at least shoot a decent like forty percent for the season, I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean, he's average on average. He's shooting thirty seven percent from three, yeah. which is pretty pretty good. Yeah, 50, that's crazy. Fifty percent. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like you know, bring that same energy into the regular season. Hell you know yeah, bring that same energy. <laughs> Come on, we yeah. need that. That's why you are here. Exactly. <laughs> and then of course, defensively, he's always solid. Like I don't really see any deficiencies with him on defense. Like oh, he just seems like an overall like solid player, which is something that the Knicks need. Oh no, nah, he's gonna give it to you in defensive end. That's yeah. one thing I noticed in preseason and even in open practice because I went to the open practice game. I wish I could have put the footage up on. YouTube channel. I really did try, guys. I did. I really did. But my phone is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he kind of shut down Randall a little bit during the open season. I mean, the open the practice. Overrun, yeah. Open practice. Because that boy's post defense is tough, man. He's no joke. Yeah. So he's going to bring some toughness to the season, to that starting lineup. I kind of expect him to start. Yeah. Um, The way he's been playing, even though I, I do have a little... I have a few worries. About him starting? Yes. Not a few, just one. Mm-hmm. I just need him to tweak certain things. Because as good as he's been offensively and defensively, it's been a little bit too much ISO for me. I, I think that's a Knicks problem. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like remnants of mellow yeah. thing. And you can kind of blame Morris or the coach or both, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at things. Yeah. I think he needs to kind of move the ball a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And when you have Marcus Morris paired with Julius Randle, it kind of causes a little bit of problems because both of those guys like to post. Yeah. And then when both of those guys like to post, it kind of looks like um, a taking turn thing happening. Mm -hmm. And then when really from this point, you kind of need somebody to kind of move without the ball. Yeah. The last game of the season when the Knicks played the Pelicans and when Ellington started and R.J. Barrett was in the lineup and there was no Marcus Morris because, you know, Fizz chose to sit him down. Yeah. You notice that R.J. kind of got off a little bit more because, you know, he's able to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you also notice that the movement was a lot more fluid. And that's because the spacing, I feel like, was a little bit better because yeah. R.J. is going to cut off the ball. 
and not just wait for the post-ups. And it just seemed like it worked a little better, even though Morris is just good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's something for, for Fizz to think about when it comes to spacing and lineups. Mm-hmm. As good as Marcus is doing, uh, as much as it scares me that he's only here for a season <laughs> and he could possibly be trade bait come February. Well, depending on how the Knicks are doing. Depending on, exactly. Yeah. Depending on Knicks. If the Knicks are in the playoff hunt, he'll probably stay. Yeah. And if not... Yeah, trade bait. Trade bait. But with all that being said, I like what he's doing so far this season. I just wish he would move the ball a little bit more or even move off the ball sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would help the continuity. Yeah. Uh, and even Fizz said said it at the end of the season that he wants the ball to move a little bit more and that the ball is sticking a little bit too much. Yeah. So, Marcus Morris, I like what you're doing. Dog for the Knicks. Move the ball, though. <laughs> we traded Mellow years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't need a second Mellow. We don't need a second Mellow. <laughs> even though I know, I think he's come here to prove a point because he said even in some interview that, you know, like, I feel like I can do more I with mm-hmm. the Celtics. And I felt like, you know, I have to dim my game a little bit more. Yeah, ob- obvious reasons. Yeah, for obvious reasons. I feel like he can do more. And I feel like he's showing that he can, mm-hmm. but pick your spots more. Yeah. I can see him averaging more points this season. Yeah, of course. Probably going might be our... He's going to be battling RJ for our second leading scorer, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's that brings us to somebody else. Who came to this lineup? Uh, our guy, <laughs> Bobby Portis. Oh man, Ch- Chicago Bulls days. Chicago Bulls <laughs> legend. Listen, man, I still believe that Miritich deserved it. <laughs> That's why he's playing in Barcelona right now. <laughs> That's saying he's playing because. <laughs> That's why, man. Yeah. Like, get out of here, dog. Like, <laughs> order with Barcelona. Yeah. Anyway, Bobby Portis. Uh, Bobby. He kind of started off kind of not playing because he's injured, mm-hmm. and he came in a little later. Yeah. Uh, what have you seen from Bobby Ryan? Likes, dislikes. Well, I mean, one like is that he's definitely um an offensive weapon. Yes. <laughs> I mean, dude came off the bench with just dropping buckets. <laughs> yeah, man. Some pretty ones, too. Yeah. And um, he seems to be a decent three-point shooter. Um, Seems like he got some post moves as well. I see him do, like, one or two, one or, you know, a couple post moves where, you know, post up his man and then do a spin move into the middle of the paint and drop, like, little hooks and hook shots and things like that. Oh, yeah. That drive left spin right move. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much on point. He was taking some rookie to this to school, man. He he pulled that thing off twice in a row. Yeah. So I mean, offensively, I like what I'm seeing from Bobby Portis. Um, defensively, he's pretty decent. I mean, he shows effort on defense, which is what I like. You know, I like players that you know, even if they're not great defenders, they at least try. Yeah. You know, which which which, which is what he does. He tries. So. He tries. He doesn't. <laughs> You know, he's, he's not great, but he tries, and trying it right now is enough for me. Just try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. And Fizz has been, like, giving him the minutes. He's played, like, 28 minutes a mm-hmm. uh, game so far. And like you said, he tries. I wish that he processed mm-hmm. information a little quicker. Yeah. As far as reading what's happening in defensive end. But he does try. And I feel like it's there because... 
the Atlantic game when the Knicks played Atlanta, he wasn't that good at defense the whole mm-hmm. game. But when it was time to make that comeback, yeah, he was part of the team who was spearheading that comeback, and he was pretty. He was. It was like I think it was with him, Frank. Uh, I forgot the lineup. I think it was Portis, Frank, RJ. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it's Casey right now. Yeah, I would have to go back to that. It's Casey right now. Yeah. <laughs> but the def- It seemed like he locked in on defense, mm-hmm. and. The way he was getting burnt before, he wasn't getting burnt in that quarter, or at least in that segment. Maybe that could be coaching as well. They mm-hmm. decided, you know, we're going to switch things up. We're going to trap the pick and roll because Trey Young is not going to burn us every single yeah. time down the road right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I I like what I see from him thus far, like you said, offensively. And hopefully he, he can kind of keep that up. I know he's kind of lost weight. Yeah. So he can get better defensively. And um, I hope him and Julius Randle kind of work together. Because I do notice, I did notice Julius Randle has gotten better defensively. Yeah, I mean it's, it still needs a bit of work too, but he's gotten better. Yeah, yeah, he's actually getting blocks and steals a game. I don't even think he's done that really. I feel like the last two or three games he had a block and a steal. Yeah. So take 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 heed from Julius Randle, you know, mm-hmm. and, and improve. But yeah. I like what I'm seeing from Bobby Portis. Um, I'm not sure if he's gonna be a starting sensor sh- though. I mean, at this moment, I'd rather him coming off the bench. Because it seems like... Because, first of all, he said that he's comfortable coming off the bench. So right. So, I, I like hearing that. So, he's, so you know, so you already know if Fizz hasn't come off the bench, he's not going to complain. No problems. Exactly. And number two, like, I feel like he could be one of those players off the bench where he come, where if you need offensive pop, he's going to give you that offensive pop because he's not, he's not scared to throw up shots. He's throwing them up. Nah, he's not, man. He's shooting 50% from yeah. the field. The only thing is, he came in as a 40% three-point shooter as a big man. Mm-hmm. So far, he's only given us 20%, which is yeah. <laughs> oh. pretty sad. Yeah. But keep in mind, he was injured yeah. um, before he started playing, so it might take him a little bit while to rev up, mm-hmm. just like Desmond Jr. Yeah. And hopefully, he'll get back to his form because you know his three-point shot has fallen at a higher clip every season so far since he's been in the league. So I fully expect that number to go up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the thing with the thing with Portis is too is it's his team in general. The team so far right now, we have pieces. Yeah. But how well do they fit together? There's still some figuring out to do. Yeah. And even though there's some useful pieces here. I'm not sure everything fits perfectly. Case in point, Mitchell Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. Center, defensive guy. He was in the starting lineup at first. Kind of caused some spacing issues. Yeah. Which probably contributed to Julius Randle turning the ball over a lot. Um, Portis, on the other hand, gives you a little bit of spacing. Um, the offense might run a little bit better because, you know... Mm-hmm. Randall has more time to operate. Also, Portis actually moves pretty well without the ball. Mm-hmm. I've seen him make this nice little dive cut from the top of the key a few times for easy dunks. Yeah. So, you know, the basketball IQ was there on the offensive end. So, I feel like, you know, offensively, he fits in with the starting lineup a, a lot better. But defensively, I, you still kind of like what Mitch can bring you. Yeah. I mean, it could be a situation where it's like, you know... 
I mean, I don't know how the lineup is going to be to start the season, but, like, say, for example, you do start Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle together in the front court. Mm-hmm. It could be one of those situations where it's like, yeah, Bobby Portis coming off the bench, he replaces one of those guys. So right. Then, so then, like, with that second unit, you'll have the spacing that you need, at least on the offensive end, to, you know, to have the offense run better. Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, that might be the way to go. That definitely might be the way to go. But there also might be another way to go <laughs> that we ain't talking about. And, and that's uh, Taz Gibson, man. Yeah. Because, listen, uh, like we said, it's only preseason, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's only preseason. But, uh, listen, dog, like, Taz Gibson, he had a, I think he had like a calf issue or something, so they sat him down. Mm-hmm. But he's he's kind of been overperforming a little bit. Yeah, he's been pretty solid. Yeah, he kind of looked around and was like, okay, how many big men? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down. No, I'm not sitting down. I'm from Brooklyn, dog. <laughs> I'm from New York. You're not sitting me down. Give me my damn minutes. I know my guy is Haitian here, and he kind of ricks works with all the Caribbean folk. And Bobby, yeah. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Portis is Haitian, if you didn't know. Yeah. So I'm probably saying all y'all. All right, so I know <laughs> that, but I'm from Fort Greene, dog. Like, y'all not going to sit me in my hometown. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like he came in with that mentality because... I think he's like he has. I think he's a plus two so far. I think he might be the only one in the positives so far, a plus minus on the Knicks. I have to double check that. Mm-hmm. But he's been doing pretty well. Uh, fifteen minutes, averaging ten points, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see, ten points, five rebounds. But what's been surprising is the three, three point shooting. Yeah, three point shooting. Yep. He's like, yo, who is this kid? <laughs> For yo? real, yo. I was like, what? I forgot what game it was. I think it was against the Wizards. Dude had a heat check, and I was like, yeah. I was like, word, Todd Gibson. That's that's how you moving. Now? That's how I'm moving out <laughs> these days, man. Y'all not just gonna put me out the pasture and act like I'm a throwaway. I felt like he heard all these critics coming from before us. Oh, Todd Gibson. Yeah, he's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Nah, sixty percent from the three point field this season so far preseason. Yeah. Oh, it's only preseason. Yeah, don't want to overreact. But so far, he's out shooting Bobby Portis. Yeah. Also, I don't know this guy's he, he he plays defense. Yeah, he's always had that mentality. Always. Always. And the thing he's a better defender than Portis is. Like by far. Yeah. And he's so like if he's giving you sixty two percent from the field, sixty percent from three, and plays defense. Uh, it's kind of tough right there. Actually, it's not really. T- it's not really a tough decision. Actually, <laughs> no, it's not. Cause here's the thing: if you're going by who's outplaying who in preseason, mm-hmm. Taz Gibson wins. Point True. blank, period. True. He does. Now numbers can be deceptive because he's only played 15 minutes a game so far. Mm-hmm. So you know when the when the minutes get longer, usually the numbers go dip. Yeah. But. You got to experiment to see if you can keep this up. <laughs> you got to see. Exactly. If he's coming into the season high, you got to give him at least some minutes to see if, you know, if he's still got this, you know, this heat, you know, this heat, you know, he's on fire thing going on still. Right, right. Now, if, I don't know what the politics of everything is right now because, you know, with, with basketball is politics because it's not NBA 2K. They came, they signed these guys like the day of free agency and... They told Bobby Portis he would be the backup. I don't know what they told Taj, because that wasn't released to the news. But if they told Bobby Portis he's going to be the backup, and then Taj beats him. Yeah, 
Yeah, there might be some issues. I don't know who. Bobby Porter's might be the next Enos Cantor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bobby Porter might be the next Enos Cantor, uh, complaining about his minutes coming off the bench. Side note, Enos Cantor came off the bench for the Celtics in a preseason game, and he's probably pissed now still. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that was a shot. Yeah. Season opener, Knicks versus Celtics. You will be there. I'm there. Definitely. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. We'll be seeing you soon, Cancer. We'll be seeing you soon, Cancer. Trust me. <laughs> Give you that work. Well, Julius Randle's <laughs> going to see you, too. Because Julius Randle dropped 45 on your head. Exactly. Remember that. Hope you drop another 40. Word. <laughs> and Frank Nilkina shut down Kimber Walker. Remember that, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But that's another story. That's another. Yeah. We'll get to Frank. We'll get to, we'll get to people Frank later. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like what Taj Gibson gave us so far. Um, hopefully keep that up. Hopefully he heals up. I think he has a sore calf right now. Mm-hmm. And when he gets back, we'll be back to full strength and possibly seeing Bobby Portis on the bench. Yeah, so Bobby Portis knows what's smart for him. You better take advantage of this opportunity now while yes. Todd Gibson is hurt. Oh, man, it's healing. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't shot and then Todd Gibson comes back and Todd Gibson is still on fire from three-point range. And, yeah, man. I don't know. It's going to be tough. I don't know. He might be in a trade for Buddy Hill. I don't know. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, next guy. You know what? I was gonna go here first, but I realized I'm a I'm a. Let's talk about somebody we talked about earlier that I don't think we talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Wayne Ellington. All right. Yeah, former Nick and came back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Former Nick. He was a Nick on paper, if you didn't know, but yeah. we actually he got traded. Was it was it Phil Jackson? Yeah, I think it was during the Phil Jackson era. Yeah, was that? It was yeah, I think it was during the Phil Jackson era. Yeah, we traded yeah. for him and cut him immediately. Yep. Uh, Wayne Ellington is a three point sniper. Yep. <laughs> Ryan, what have you seen from Wayne Ellington, man? Basically, what he is a three point sniper. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I mean, once we had a, we need snipers. Yeah, we need, that, that was a gunshot. We need a snipe. Pew! Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much providing what I thought that he would provide, shooting from three point range. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, and I think he, I think I seen him make like a couple good passes too during the preseason. Also. Yeah, I seen him make a little, a yeah. few good passes too. I was like, okay, he got a little passing, um, stint to his game. But uh, I'm gonna say some more Wayne Ellington. It's weird seeing a Knicks player who can shoot threes that fast, <laughs> that effectively. It's weird. We, we don't usually have that happen. I'm usually seeing that happen to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when somebody else is doing it, and he's like, wait, his uniform is blue and orange? That's, that's our, oh, that's our guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I like it's, like we haven't had that since like what Steve Novak and those guys when they used to be on the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was a while ago. Yeah. That was oof. And that's when he was good. I think that's why Perry got him here. And why he's kind of fighting for um the backup two guard spot. Maybe he's even starting Kuka. I don't know if starting. Uh I I, 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 don't, I don't I don't know about starting, but No, I don't no, he's not starting star, RJ. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Bruh. That's a bruh for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
if, if, if Wayne Ellington starts over RJ Barrett to start the season, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> got you, man. Got you. <laughs> you punching coaches. That's word. Oh, man. But, yeah, so last season he averaged, like, I think, what, 12 points a game? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, I had the Wayne Ellington stats written down somewhere. I think he averaged 12 points a game and, and shot, like, 38% from three. But the thing is with this guy is, like, I've been looking at shot charts all day, right? hmm And Wayne Ellington is one of those guys, when you look at his shot charts, Behind the three-point line, there's a lot of red. I'll just say that. There's a lot of red, especially on the right side of the floor. And for mm-hmm. those guys who who don't know what I'm talking about, the red represents above-average shooting areas. And I'm just I'm looking for these. I'm looking for these stats right now. That's why I'm, I went to AustinClemens.com. Shout out to AustinClemens.com. Um, plug. Yes, yeah, the plug. Yeah. <laughs> On okay, that little right elbow side of the floor, he had a hundred and five shot, shot thirty nine percent from there, pretty damn good, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and even from that corner three, where the Knicks are, were last in hitting corner threes last season, damn near last in hitting three point shots last season. That corner three, he made fifty two shots last year, forty four percent from the field. Woo! Yeah, sniper. I wish I had a sniper sound. But I was the first. Matter of fact, maybe that's the sound effect right there. Sniper sound. Some, some like um, that might be. Tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, he, and the thing with him too is the release is so quick mm-hmm. that it, it, he doesn't give defenses time to react. And, I, and that's why he's here. And I'm hoping that what Wayne Ellington does rubs off on other guys like. Dotson and mm-hmm. Trier and those guys. Because I feel like even... I'm not sure what minutes he get, but he, he can be a nice situational player. Yeah. Um, definitely an end-of-the-game guy. Or definitely a guy who's just there when we're in a rut mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, give us a shot in the arm. Yeah, like we need some shooting. Just put him, in the, put him into the game to inject some three-point shooting into the team. Exactly. Exactly. And he puts him up, too, because we were also... They're uh, at the bottom of the league and putting him up, and he puts up like seven a game. <laughs> the, that lets you know, like the speed in which he puts it up, and we need more of that. Yeah. So I mean, the the down thing. The, here's the thing with with Wayne Elting though. When he was with Miami, he lost his starting spot when he got injured, and he never got it back. And it was mostly because of the defense. He's not a good defender, um, and he's a little bit of a liability. And hopefully we have some good team defense here, and he and we able to make that up. Yeah. Um. But also, hopefully, I see some guys like Dotson kind of learn from him and be able to kind of replicate what he does and play defense at the same time. Because mm-hmm. Wayne Ellington, as good as he is, he's 31, 32. Yeah, I'm getting up there in age. He's getting up there. You want to have the young guys around. Uh, but you know what? If if we're a championship team, maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's good to keep around long term. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with Wayne Elton. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, that's all I really have for Wayne. 
Yeah, pretty much. Three point shots. Three point sniper. That's it. Three point sniper. That's it. <laughs> three point sniper. That's it. And when he's not in the three, that's when things get a little weird. Yeah. Because he doesn't really defend or do anything else really well. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Much needed three point shooting though. But this also brings me to somebody else that we brought in. Uh, Knicks fans hate this guy already. This is like, this is like Moody. This is like the new Moody. And when I say the new Moody, I don't mean in the terms of what he's playing. Because mm-hmm. Moody is a guy who shoots first. Yeah. I'm talking about Alfred Payton. If you didn't know, <laughs> Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton has become the new Moody in the eyes of Knicks fans. Yeah, he gets no love. <laughs> no love. Because, I'll just say this, a lot of what Alfred Payton does is not scoring. It's more of a floor general thing. He's a floor general. Mm -hmm. When he's with the Pelicans, if you look at the highest three-man team on the Pelicans, it was, Alfred Payton was on that team. It was, I think it was Payton, Julius Randle, and Anthony Davis were like the top trio on that team period. Mm-hmm. Um wait, wait, what did I say? Did I say Julius Randle? No, right? No, you said you said Peyton Randall and um Anthony Davis in reference to the Pelicans, like I guess you could say like the top I, I'm sorry, three. Drew Holiday. I meant to say Drew oh, Holiday. Drew Holiday all right. I meant Drew to say Peyton Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis was the highest scoring trio on that team mm-hmm. point blank period. So, uh, so so wait how many points was Peyton averaging in that trio because, I mean, the bulk muscle came from Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. He wasn't scoring that many points. He averaged, ten, like I think, around 10 points a game, mm-hmm. 7 assists, 42% okay. from the field, um, I think 32% from three. I'm going off the top of my head. If he's shooting 32% from three, that's a shock to me. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I mean, it's not good. It's, it's, uh, yeah, but I'm just saying that his jumper is kind of, uh. I feel you, but it's like, the stats of him on and off the floor, right? Matter of fact, as far as three-man lineups, they had the top three-man lineup in the NBA. Not even just on Pelicans. Oh. Yeah, so they beat it out. They beat out Lowry, Green, and Leonard. They beat out Curry, Durant, and Green. They beat out Westbrook, George. They, they beat out and Adams. They had the top three-man lineup in the NBA. That's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, this, and, this, and I, I'm saying it to say a point, because... A lot of this stuff he does is not predicated to the statue. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of that. Also, another stat says when Alfred Payton sees 20-plus minutes, um, the Pelicans scored 121 points a game, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, when he doesn't, they score 114 points a game. When he's on the floor, they, have 40, they shoot 52% from the field. When mm-hmm. he's off, they shoot 47% from the field. Like, the steals go up, the turnovers go down. Mm-hmm. He's just a floor general. Yeah. And even on the defensive end with the Pelicans, he kind of points people in the right direction, kind of like what Jared Jack did when he was here. Mm-hmm. Like, go here, go here. He's a guy who just directs traffic, and that's what he does. And yeah. it seems like I've read certain things that said even the players on the Knicks kind of like the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing, though. When it comes to preseason and the games I saw... He did okay. I he 
He didn't do. I don't even think he did okay. Like it just seemed like he he was a floor general. Yes, mm-hmm. the shooting was below average to me. Yeah, the defense was very wishy washy. Yeah, iffy. Yeah, like he do things like fight over the screen, but not put a hand up for three. Yeah, he would get a skill in the block, and then fall asleep. So it was very up and down. Yeah. So when it comes to the point guard battle in general. I'm not sure where Fizz is going, but I not I don't know if it should be Peyton. At the, if, if if I'm going I, by I, I, I what I've answer. seen, I already know the answer to that question. I, if I'm going by what I've seen mm-hmm. in preseason, I'm not picking Peyton. No, I don't know he's, what he's, they're he's, seeing yeah, he's in practice. Coming off the bench for me too, yeah. He's coming off the bench for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's coming off the bench for you. So what I mean, I guess you know what? This is turning into the like the I guess the point guard conversation. The, the point guard conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah. So who as far as you, who would you pick to be that the point guard to start? In my opinion, like no point guard has really stood out to me the most. You know, it's it's kinda like they're almost on like an even plane almost because mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr. is just coming back from an injury. And Dennis Smith Jr. Seems, still seems like he has a bit of rust in his game right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Frank. Frank did perform well in Game 3 against the Hawks. I'll give him that. Like that, I think, this was, I think there was this one defensive play he made on the Hawks, which I loved. Because you talking about the block? Not, well, besides the block. Okay. It's more it's more defensive rotation because I don't see nobody else on the Knicks doing this. No, because on even though Atlanta ended up shooting the three and making it over him mm-hmm. on one play, I seen this dude rotate to three different Atlanta Hawks on Come one on, possession man. on one possession, and and it wasn't even like he was running around like a headless chicken. Like they were the right rotations too. That's the thing with Frank, man. He's always been above average when it comes to his defensive mm-hmm. IQ. Like he doesn't. A lot of times he doesn't make stupid fouls. He understands yeah. time clock situations, and he also understands where to rotate all the time. Man. Yeah. So you, I like what I see from defense from Frank, man. Yeah, and passing and passing too. Like, to me, like what I've seen in the preseason from Frank, like passing wise, I like what I've seen passing too. Like he does make pretty decent passes. Like, I still hate the fact that sometimes he'll drive to the basket and then he'll pass it back out mm-hmm. instead of trying to force his way to the basket and try to create something. Right. But um, besides that, like, I like what I see from Frank. And if I have to be honest right now... Be honest, man. Based, <laughs> based on performance, Frank would be my first point guard off the bench. I would still start Dennis Smith Jr. because talent-wise, he, he trumps both Frank and Payton. Right. But... Frank would be my first point guard off the bench at the moment because I didn't really like what I saw from Peyton in the preseason and Frank at least showing me that defensively he's going to bring it. And when it comes to, like, you know, being a floor general and passing the ball and things like that, keeping the ball moving, like, he'll 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 do a pretty good job at it. I just want him to be more consistent at driving to the basket, finishing at the basket, and have more confidence in his jumper, even though, I, even though at – at points throughout the preseason, I did, I did see him put up shots and things like that. So yeah, man. Like here's a stat. I'm gonna give you a stat right now, Frank. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> During the preseason, Frank Lakita posted the best defensive rating on the team, 
Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> the Knicks allowed just 85.8 points per 100 possessions with Nilkeen on the floor. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a crazy low. No, that's yeah, insanely that's crazy. low. Yeah. Like, insanely low. Yeah. Especially considering how, you know, NBA teams average right now around 110 points a game. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. That's right crazy. There. In contrast, NY allowed 112.9 points per 100 possession with Elton Payton on the floor. Yikes. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. So to me, I don't know what politics is involved or not because when Perry and those guys went up there to talk to Payton, and I'm sh- they told him he has a chance to start. Mm-hmm. I see some news reports saying that they promised him the starting position. I don't think that's the case. I think that's fake news. Yeah, that uh, got to be fake news. Yeah, I don't really believe that. And, and even and even if it's not fake news, I'd be turning my back on that news right now and being like, based on what I've seen in preseason, you don't deserve that starting position, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Like, all politics aside, I think Frank should bare minimum be the first point guard off the bench. Yeah. Uh, but with the politics involved, and him, I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. And here's the thing, too. Like, even though I do feel like, as of today, even with Alpha Payton's shortcomings, he still might be able to set up people better than Frank can. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Frank can't get there. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that's going to be the one of the other parts of his game that can get there quick. Yeah. Long term, Frank defensively will be better than Alfred Payton. Yeah, easy. Easily. Easy, yeah. So when you think about, you know, when you think about the deadline coming up because the Knicks have until October 31st mm-hmm. to pick up Frank Lincoln's option, which is $6.3 million. Yeah. And if they do not pick up his option, he will be an unrestricted free agent next season. So we have, it's going to be a few, so a few days. Like, when you think about that, and you mm-hmm. think about, okay, Alfred Payton is costing us, what, like 14? I think what 14. Was it? What was it? Like, it's a one-year deal, right? One-year deal, 14, versus uh, Frank Ilokino, who's going to cost you six. Yeah, six. 6.3 mil. Yeah. As a bet, I, it, to me, it just makes sense to, to re-up. Mm-hmm. Re-up, keep him long-term, keep developing him, and then see what happens. And see if we can kind of build on that defensive side mm-hmm. and build on FIBA Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the only issue with Frank is offense, man. It's he just needs more confidence on offense. That's all that is with Frank. If he can get more confidence <laughs> on offense, along with his def- along with his defense, easily like he's either going to be the backup point guard or he might trump and be the starting point guard if his offense, you know, gets there. Yeah. You know, you know, he, you're definitely right. I've seen small strides, though. I will say from FIBA Frank mm-hmm. to the NBA Frank, I've seen one, the handle is so much better. Yeah, it's, it's getting there. Especially during pressure. I've seen this guy bring up the ball and just pick it up after one dribble when he get pressured or turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Now he's dribbling the ball. He's fighting you off with the off arm. He's driving. He's stopping. He's changing directions. I, he, I definitely like how he's handling the ball under pressure. Um, the mid-range from FIBA looks a lot better as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I'm hoping that carries over 
The three-point shooting is still a little shaky. I think he only shot 32 percent from three from FIBA. Not sure he shot in the NBA preseason so far, but the three-point shooting is still a little bit shaky for me. I hope hopefully he can kind of pick that up. Yeah. I will say this. When he's missing shots, he's still shooting. Of course, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like during preseason, like I've seen him put up shots. Like it's not, it's not one of those situations where it's like he missed one or two shots and he's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna shoot no more." Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's staying. He's he's aggressive. Is is getting there, getting there, but um, he still needs to do a little bit more, a little bit more work mm-hmm. for for Frank and people Frank, and even Dennis Smith Jr. Man, I was waiting for Dennis Smith to to kind of break out. Mm-hmm. You saw him in the all season. He had his shirt off, man. Uh-huh. He was dunking. Yeah. He was hitting jumpers all with the black ops, the step back, and da 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 None of that happened in preseason. <laughs> I just need Dennis Smith Jr. to have more confidence in his jumper. Just, you know, just sometimes take the jumper. You know, like, I know, because you practice jumper in the off season, so that means that you must have gotten better shooting the ball. Right. So, you know, sometimes take the jumper because... Especially if he's going to be paired in the backcourt with R.J. Barrett. Yes. It's like, if he can just shoot the ball sometimes, it's going to open up lanes. Not just for him driving to the basket, because defenders will be less likely to, to you know, back off off of him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like going to open lanes for R.J. Barrett. Because if they have to respect your jump shot, they can't cheat in the lane. Exactly. You, they can't cheat. And it, just, it just opens up. It's the really... It's really the key. Yeah. It's really the key to the Knicks' success this season. The key to me to the Knicks' success this season is of one one guard getting a jump shot. Word. <laughs> <laughs> one. Just one. Yeah, just one. <laughs> just one guard getting a jump shot. I feel like right now we 30 wins-ish. If one guard gets a jump shot. That's going to open up so much. That's going. I feel like that's 42. I think I feel like there's 42 wins. Is that gonna happen? Mm, uh, at the moment, at the, at the moment, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> we got RJ here who can make plays, mm-hmm. and I see DSJ's. I hate pushing the ball well. Yeah. Um, he looked very bad the first game back. He looked like he was still hurt. Mm-hmm. But that second game, that second half of that Pelicans game, the defense was so much better. Yep. He was rotating. He almost looked a little Frankish out there with the rotations. He's, <laughs> he, he's getting beat, but still staying with the play and poking the ball away from behind. He mm-hmm. was active. So it's there. I just need you to hit that Jimmy. That's yeah, it. just hit the jumper. That's all. <laughs> just hit that Jimmy, and we're off to the races. Yep. So hopefully um, hopefully that takes care of itself, man. And he gets better. Um, you know what? We talked a while. Let's go into something else. Let's go into our kind of preseason overview, man. So, Ryan, I got a, I got a question for you. So, tell me what are, like, three things that you feel like went well for us this preseason? Three things that went well? The three things that went well is um, R.J. Barrett's, Barrett's performance. Yeah. He showed us that he's showing us that he's he's probably going to adapt well to the NBA game so far. Um nothing that went well is um hmm. Yeah, 
You know what? I know things that didn't go well more than things that went well. <laughs> 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 Damn right, you can't be positive for what. I mean, because I feel like there's there's more work to do. That's the thing. Like, mm. you know, like it's hard for me at the moment to put out, to like really get three positives. Okay. Like the negatives. Maybe maybe that's because me as a Knicks fan, like I just want to see the Knicks get better. You're tortured. <laughs> you're you're a tortured Knicks fan. You can't think. Of... <laughs> so, it's, so, so it's like I don't know. Maybe you want to name RJ Barrett twice? <laughs> <laughs> so so my good right now is just RJ Barrett, just showing that he's gonna be able to adapt to the NBA game. Right, right, right. That's my good right now. Okay, let me see. Let me let me try to pull out two two more good things. Try my best. Um, another good thing is um. You can do it, Ryan. You can do it. <laughs> the Knicks look better on offense compared to last season. All right, all right. I, I think I'll, he pulled that out of his yeah, own. Do you I believe that? that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the ball, I, the ball, move, the ball movement is stagnant at times. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's another negative. You know yeah. what, Ryan? <laughs> Name three bad things that happened. Okay, okay, this, this is much easier for me. Much easier for me, okay. <laughs> One of the bad things I worry about is the rebounding. Because mm. the Knicks are not a great shooting team. Mm-hmm. So if the Knicks are bad at rebounding, that means on offense, they're, gonna more, they're more, more likely going to be one and done. Mm-hmm. On defense, that means the other team is going to have second chances, third chances. Right. So that kind of worries me a, a bit, the Knicks not being a great rebounding team. Um, another have they been out-rebounded out so far? Yeah, by yeah by most opponents. Mm. Yeah, so that kind of worries me a bit. It's, all, it's also concerning because, you know, we have Mitchell Robinson, who did a pretty good rebound last season. We have mm-hmm. Julius Randle was a good rebounder as yeah. well. You would think that's something. You know, Todd Gibson's of, also a pretty good rebounder. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of shocking to me that the Knicks are being out-rebounded like that. Yeah, I hope we, hopefully we can pick that up. Yeah, Um. another negative I see is just the shooting from the backcourt because, like we mentioned earlier, with um R.J. Barrett, Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nilakina, Alfred Payton, I feel like that's going to clog up the lane a lot of times mm-hmm. with, with you know, two of those guys on the court at the same time because I feel like teams are going to be like, you know what, since these guys are better slashers than shooters, let's just clog the paint and just force them to shoot jumpers. Right. Then if you compound it with the fact that they're not rebounding the ball, well, it's not a... Yeah. yeah, it's not great. Nah, yeah, yeah. We definitely gonna need more shooting. We we have to figure that out, and I don't know if it's gonna be. We're gonna have to start some guys that we feel like shouldn't be starting, or mm-hmm. dig into our shooting guys. We we definitely need more shooting. Somebody's either have to gonna get better, yeah. or we're just gonna have to play uh, Wayne Ellington thirty five minutes. A game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. With with ISO, because ISO can shoot, damn it. Yeah, ISO can shoot. Damien Dasa can shoot too. Hell yeah, she. So I mean, I mean, co- going free dot. She free dot. God damn. <laughs> free dot, man. Word. And my third thing is, Fizz. I know you like your point forwards, but, oh. we, but we don't really have any point forwards on this team. So, I know you want to try something new. But right. just, but just leave the ball in our guards' hands, please. Uh, <laughs> let the guards run the offense, okay? Let the that, guys, that, leave, that, just leave it. Let the guards exactly, do it. Exactly. Let the guards do it. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say this. I agree with you, and I, and I disagree with you at the same time. All right. Like I do feel like 
Randall, he has a chance to, you know, he's a decent passer, so he can. I do feel like he's overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do wish that the the offense would kind of diversify a little bit in general. So I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I do actually do believe that you know what the point guard should kind of run more offense. You know what? And you know what? I'll lead this into my three bad things uh-huh. I do not like. All right. About the preseason so far. Number one. The offense. You know what? I kind of feel like the offense isn't existing yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a lot of the same things we did last year. A lot of dribble handoffs. Um, not of unimaginative offense. Um, we're not doing, we're not screening off the ball a lot. Last game I counted, we, we literally set two screens off the ball all game last season. Not last season, last game. And both times when we did screen, we screened off the ball, Mm -hmm. good things happened. So I would like the coach to kind of implement more offensive sets in general. I would also like to have the coach have the guards play more pick and roll in general. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning of the season, uh still the beginning of the season, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A few weeks ago, Fizz talked about stealing plays from the French team. Uh and from Colette. He said, I really liked what these guys are doing. I like some of the offense. This looks really good. I'm going to steal that and implement that into the Knicks team. So, I'm hoping that he's not lying. I'm hoping that, you know what, he's just working on defense now, and he's going to implement more offense, but I really wish I'd seen a little bit more of that. Especially because, you know what, Frank and Alfred Payton kind of thrive in pick and roll. So, why wouldn't you have the guards thrive in pick and roll? We saw what Frank did with Rudy Gobert when he was with France. So, mm-hmm. have Frank one more pick and roll. He was successful at it. Yeah. Especially with Mitch, because Mitch and, and Gobert are kind of saying they're the same person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so overall, I would just like the, the, the offense to look better in general. Um, number two. <sighs> Mitch, man, Mitch. Mitch in general, I don't know what happening right now. He, Looks like he took a step back. I read something that said he had like the lowest, the lowest defensive rate, second lowest, second, the second lowest defensive rating on the team. Damn. And for a guy who was a shot blocker, he was our defensive anchor last season. Mm-hmm. It's kind of alarming. He was, he got into a lot of foul trouble early. Mm-hmm. And I wish that he, he would kind of shore that up. And yeah. the last game, he did a lot better. Maybe because Fizz pushed his buttons. He had Bobby Porter start mm-hmm. one of those one of those games and lit a fire under Mitch's ass. Yeah. But I want Mitch to take that next step. Not only that, where's the jumper, dog? Like, you were supposed to be a sniper. All season, I posted on my IG of Mitch hitting three-pointers, step backs. He's on. He's he, he's talking to reporters, talking about, why. Well, I, I I'm, I'm practicing him. I'm sure I can shoot him. Mm-hmm. Why well, I'm going to practice him? I'm not going to shoot him. You haven't shot anything. I think he shot one jump shot this whole <laughs> preseason. Now it's a matter of 
is it the coaching staff? Like, are they telling him not to take many jumpers, or is that Mitch not having confidence in his jumper yet? I don't know. I don't know. It could be either or. But I just need more of that. Yeah. I definitely need more of that. Three. Th- man, the rotations right now. Damn, I feel like two of them is on the coach. <laughs> <laughs> two of them has is on the coach. Like, ISO didn't play for two games. And I understand there's a lot of shooting guards and not everybody's going to be able to play. But when R.J. Barrett is giving you 39 minutes a game in preseason, it makes me think, all right, you're kind of mismanaging minutes a little bit. Like, there's guys like Dotson hasn't got burned yet as well. And you're shooting Frank, you're shooting Frank a whole game. Diversify the minutes a little bit. I understand if you're giving R.J. Barrett 39 minutes for a game or two, mm-hmm. but the entire preseason, I think, might be a little bit much. I want to see what other guys have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my three biggest things. And I can actually add a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> The ball movement, man. The yeah. ball movement has to get better. And I'm not going to go to whole salute because we kind of mentioned it already about with, with the ball movement with Marcus Morris and True that. even Isozo and, and, and Julius Randle. But the ball movement has to get better. And you know what? You know, this might be a time to play some of these, these yeah. voicemails. Shout out to everybody who watches the Nick of Time show, who calls in to Nick of Time show, who supports Nick of Time show. Um, these guys have kind of had the same sentiment I have. But um, they want to talk about the coach as well. Let's see. Uh, well, they don't have the same sentiment exactly, but I will say this. They hear the chatter because the fans... They're not feeling fizz right now. And a lot of them have him on the hot seat early in preseason. Let me just say it's preseason, guys. <laughs> it's preseason, it's preseason, it's preseason. Fire fizz chance this early, a little bit premature. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of OD. <laughs> a little bit OD. Just, it's just a tap. <laughs> I think we should slow it down. And Frank, I think this guy, Frank, I'm, I, he has to be a Frank fan, right? This guy, Frank, he kind of <laughs> gives me the same sentiment. So, shout out to Frank. Here you go, Frank. Thanks for calling in. Frank Woodson from Brooklyn, New York. What up, Frank? I think about? Coach Fish is a good coach. I don't think he's the right coach for this team. Mm. I think they need a strong leadership, heavy hand. Uh, stop asking for opinions and feedback and start telling them what they need to do and where they need to be. Draw up some plays for them. Draw some plays, Danny. Barrett's going to be a beast. You oh, can yeah. see it in preseason. The kid's making all the right moves. He has a no-fear attitude. I think Knox is going to really suffer. So will Mitch without a coach that has direction. And Isozo, he's going to get his. He's going to do his thing. He's going to be the bright star. He doesn't need any guidance or anything from anybody. So this team can go places. They need a different coach. I hope this season turns out better than the last couple, but we'll see. 
All right. Thank yeah. you, Frank. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Frank. Yo, shout out to Frank, man. Thanks for calling in. And um, I'm... that's a lot of the fan sentiments, man. Like, mm-hmm. they're tired of Fizz already. And I get it because a lot of my top three things that I didn't like involved coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Those rotations need to improve. Yeah. Hopefully, Fizz gets it together, though. But um, I also have another... Nick a time listener. Darren. Darren is actually someone I know. He goes on for a, a, a long time, so I, I'm going to cut it a little bit short. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks, still, thanks for calling in, Darren. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and he wants to talk about Fizz, too. He wants to talk about how you should not give up on Fizz. Not not just yet. Not in This is Darren from Nick Said Night TV. Uh, what's going on, JLS? This is your boy, Darren. Um, what up, man? <laughs> I just wanted to talk about... Um, Coach Fisdale, first of all, because, you know, I'm seeing and hearing that uh, a lot of people are getting on Coach Fisdale and talking about his office sets, and some people actually want him to be fired already. Like, I laugh at that. Like, how can you want the coach to be fired already? I honestly think that you have to give the guy a chance. Uh, this is the first team he's had with as much talent as he has on the roster. And secondly, you can't just fire the coach because that shows a lack of stability in your organization. The New York Knicks right now is on shaky ground because, you know, as you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they didn't want to come to the Knicks. You know, a lot of big-time free agents wasn't even thinking about the Knicks, and I think it has to do with stability. You know, <laughs> if you just go in year in and year out firing your coach, it shows that, you know, where, where is the pecking order? Who do I have to look for to come into it and knowing they're going to be there for years and years and help me develop my game? That's fact. If they always firing the coach, you know? So I believe that um, Coach Pillsdale needs to get a chance. And I think, you know, it's, it's not it's not even a, a – a, it's not even fair what the fans are saying about, you know, firing him because, you know, they, they don't see the uh, offense uh, sets that he's running. But honestly, he had an interview the, after the game the other day, and he said that um, the ball is not moving like he wants it to move, and it's, and it's sticking, and guys are not passing the ball, yeah. and you know, they, they, they're afraid to make turnovers. So with that being said, right now, I don't think it's his fault. I think he has offensive sets, but he's saying that, you know, the players are not running the sets. That- All right, I'm going to stop it there. I think that's a good place to stop it. Yes, sir. Uh, thoughts on his comments? I think he's right. Like, when you hire a coach and you're just going to fire him after just one season, it does show a lack of stability within the organization, especially the Knicks at the moment, because how many coaches have we had within, like, the last, like, five, six seasons? Like, it's like we're changing coaches every year. Yeah, it's a revolving door of coaches, man. So I agree with him on that standpoint. And also, um, you know, I do agree with him with the whole... Matter of fact, like, that's what I agree with him the most on. Like, I just feel like even though the coaching situation, you know, the rotations might be a bit off right now, you can't just fire Coach Fisdale just off the strength of that in the preseason. Like, yeah, you have to at least allow the season to start and yeah. see how the rotations are during the season and what he does before you come to a conclusion like, yeah, you got to go. Nah, I completely agree with you. And, you know, I also want to talk about something that might be a little bit under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Miller. Media Day, they were talking about how Mike Miller, you know, is 
part of the, the coaching staff right now. And for those of you who don't know, Mike Miller, he was the coach for the New York Knicks G League squad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, while he was in Westchester, he was named the G League coach of the year. And also, they, they finished with a 32-18 record. Nice. Um, they also had, like, the, one of the best defenses in the squad, right? So, sweet little excerpt, Miller is a defensive-oriented coach with some high-level teams in the G League. Westchester ranked number one in opponent field goal percentage at 42.5%, number two in opponent's points per game at 105, and number two in defensive rating. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so, he also uh number three in opponent's fast break points. Now, if you if was watching preseason, we gave up a lot of points in fast breaks. We, our fast break defense was probably the worst out of everything. Yeah, trash. Besides the three-point defense, was the fast break defense. Um, and you know what? It's something I, 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 it's something that Fizdale said during that press conference that made me hope. Because he said he wants Miller to think like a head coach. And Miller offensively and defensively has had an impact on that G League team and organizing those G League teams and implementing a system in those G League teams. And, I feel like if given a chance, the same thing can happen here. Um, and evidence of that is, you know, the G League, as you know, had a lot of call-ups. The Knicks in particular had a lot of call-ups. I think we had nine people called up. And they came in here, and they played seamlessly, and they played well. Also, what's impressive is, as those players were leaving G League and coming to the Knicks... The G League never lost steam. They were still number one. They were still beating people down. It's mm-hmm. because they had systems in place. Yeah. No matter who was in the game at that time, no matter who was rotated in and out, they had a system to go and beat other teams. And I feel like if Mike Miller is inserted well enough for this Knicks squad, then I'm hoping that some of that can rub off from Fizz and the Knicks can kind of get some continuity on the offensive and defensive end. Yeah. So, please, please, Fizz. <laughs> please, stay to your word. Have him be implemented as a, as a coach, Coach A, and let's see what happens and see if, you know, if we, we can bring something nice to New York, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, You know what? I'll do my top three things that I like. All right. Or <laughs> I, I see promising. Yeah. I'll say that. Number one has to be R.J. Barrett. Of course, I feel like R.J. Barrett will be the man on his team in a year. I feel like by the end of the year, he will be the leader for his team. Um, and I think it will, will be a legit one-two punch where it will be R.J. Barrett and Randall. Like... To be a successful NBA team, you kind of need wings and shooting guards. Yeah. A wing or a shooting guard to kind of handle the ball and make plays, and I feel like RJ can actually do that. Mm-hmm. And when end-of-game situations happen, if we have a guy who we know can handle the ball and make plays, I think I think things will be a lot easier. As you can see with the Atlanta game, where uh, Julius Randle ended up dribbling off his foot mm-hmm. the last second or taking some... 
a three and a corner with the game on the line where all we needed was a was a one point, a two, I mean. Like, it, it, it was a little disjointed. I feel like if we have, if RJ steps up and is a ball handler, certain things like that won't happen as much. Yeah. Take some of that load off of Julius Randle. But I'm happy. I, I feel like RJ is going to be the future. He's going to be the guy that's going to attract other people here. And he'll be able to be, he'll be the leader. He'll be the leader of this team. Number two. Even though he's not talked about a lot so far, Kevin Knox. I like what Kevin Knox is doing. Even though he's not shooting in high volume so far. Mm-hmm. It's just the little things he's doing. He's making quicker decisions. Uh, the three-point the three stroke still looks good. And I'm hoping he takes a step. Like, he didn't super go over the, over the moon impressive this preseason. But I just noticed little things in his development. Yeah. That I like. And... I'm gonna give Randall. I'm gonna give the. I'm gonna give the new recruits Randall and Morris some props too, because those guys had a, a solid preseason despite the Knicks' record. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Randall is gonna be a leader for the squad that we need. I have no doubt that he's going to improve. He's improved every year in his career, so why not improve this year? Yeah. And Marcus Morris just gives us that toughness, you know, the toughness that we're missing. Between him and Portis, I don't think no one's going to be messing with this Knicks here, man. <laughs> I don't. Nah, man. I'm expecting I'm expecting uh, Julius Randle to average more assists this season, to be able to grow, to be able to recognize double teams, and actually kick things out when needed and, and to carry this team. So those are my three things, man. I, I did it. <laughs> yes, you did. You did it. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Maybe if the Knicks have a good start to the season, maybe I'll have three things as well next. next All right, episode. there we go. <laughs> I hope so, man. I definitely hope so. All right, man. Now it's time for a part of the show that we love. Yeah, everybody's favorite oh. segment. Yes. The ooh picks. Ooh picks, as you know, are the top plays that we loved. The top plays of the season. Or not even the season, the games. Of the yeah, week. The games. Yeah, the week. Yo, yeah, it's, the week. yo it's, 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 it's show one. We haven't done this in a month. Yeah. Man. Yo, it's, it's going to come back. It's going to be flowing. Trust me. Trust exactly. me. Exactly. But yeah, best plays for the week. The best plays of the week. All we do is describe them, talk about them. And let you know what happened and why we liked them. Yeah. So, shoot, do I even remember my ooh picks? Man, there's a lot that happened. I, I remember two. Yeah, I got two ooh picks. Okay. So, the first ooh pick is against the Pelicans. All right. Where Julius Randle had the ball in the post. Mm-hmm. I think he was posting up J- Jalil Okafor. Was backing him up. Mm-hmm. And then RJ Barrett was on the wing. He saw his defender turn his head. Oh, so that Barrett, was mine. You oh, my fault, my dirty. fault, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But RJ Barrett took advantage of his defender turning his head. Mm-hmm. Cut to the rim. Yeah. Randall saw him, fed him with the sh- pass, and RJ Shh. Barrett just banged it home. Boom shakalaka. Got him. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh. No, I like this. And that's one of those things, like, it wasn't... The little no look pass from Randall. Yeah. As RJ was cutting was nice. And 
That's that's the that's the basketball IQ of RJ, man. Cause his defender had his back towards him. So of course if your defender has your back towards you, man. You gotta move and exactly. move to open space for the easy dunk, man. Yeah, so that was a nice play by Randall and nice recognition by RJ Barrett to cut to the rim. Mm-hmm. My second oop pick is the same game. Okay. Money making Mitch. Oh Money, money, make it Mitch. Jalil Okafor tried to beast in the lane. Mm. Mitch wasn't having none of it. None of that there, 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 boy. So Mitch sent it back. Rejected! <laughs> and that started a fast break. Yep. Ball, pa- ball was passed to Dennis Smith Jr. Out! Dennis Smith Jr. was dri- was driving the ball mm-hmm. on the fast break. He saw Wayne Elton spot up in the corner for three. Oh, snipers! So, oh! Uh, Dennis, so Dennis Smith Jr. passed it off. Wayne Elton put up the shot. Nothing but net. Oh! Here we go. Hit the ooh too prematurely. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my two ooh picks right there. Ah oh, man. All right. All right. Since you stole the one I really, really wanted. Um. Who? Okay. Okay. I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. We got one. So, this one involves some of the young guys there, there boy. Number one. Kevin Knox. And also my guy. Money, money, make it Mitch. Okay. Connected. So money making Mitch is on the right side of the court. He sets a screen. But instead of setting the full screen, he kind of slips the screen. And while and Knox recognizes that Mitch slips the screen, there's a quick pass to Mitchell Robinson diving to the hoop. Who dunks it? Boom shakalaka! Immediately. Oh! Very one-two, bomb-bomb. Quick recognition from Knox. Yes. Quick dunk to Mitch Robinson for the easy two points. My second. Oh! Ooh, pick. I'm raving it to... Ah, left, right, left, right, yeah. This is a story. Yeah, French, <laughs> French man, FIBA Frank came over here, man, and I think he was playing in the Atlanta Hawks, and I think he thought that was Kemba Walker, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, it was actually Trey Young. Game was in the balance. The it was a tight game. Uh, Trey was kind of torching the point guards all game long, but Frank mm-hmm. was like, Nah, bruh. Nope. I'm not. Having that. Frank with his what? It was a, it was a seven foot wingspan? Yeah, about man? seven foot wingspan, yeah. Yeah. Sees my man Trey Young coming down the lane. Trey tries to get the ball up on the layup, but then. Rejected! Frank blocks it with his right hand mm-hmm. while avoiding the contact for the clean block. Oh! Yeah. Julius Randle proceeds to come over and celebrates and chest bumps Frank in the chest. Shout out to my guy. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Frank over here getting these blocks in. Yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I know I'm going to leave it at that. Right. I'm going to leave it at that. All right, keep it light, keep it light. Yeah, keep it light. I usually have five ooh picks yeah. or so. But, man, I'm going to keep it light today. All right, all right. And you know what? Now that that part of the show is over. Oh, wait, no, no. No, 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 no. One more No, no. Oh, oh. I'm so, oh. Bruh. I'm myself a bruh. I almost forgot. 
last move goes to a bully. He's not from Brooklyn, <laughs> but he's still a bully. And it's not even really a basketball play for se. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I just, I just like Marcus Morris is not taking those. He's not. He's not taking no she at all, man. Jason Anderson for the Wizards is trying to play my beds at the first, beginning of the third quarter, playing up on him, hounding him, hounding him, hounding him. I don't know what he said, <laughs> but Marcus didn't like it. So Marcus proceeds to throw an elbow. Whoosh. <laughs> Barely grazes him. Mm-hmm. Sissy. <laughs> Why you mad? I ain't touch you. <laughs> and Jason looks around like, oh, what happened? Oh my gosh, you don't see me. Oh no. But then, right after that, Marcus Morris hits him in the ball, hits him in the head with the top of the ball. <laughs> Bang! Oh! <laughs> and then what made it more disrespectful is the, the, what made it more disrespectful is the fact that after he hit him on the head with the ball, he then pushed the ball aside and it went up in his face and started talking trash whenever it was he was talking to him. Exactly, because he wanted all, all the smoke. All the smoke. Oh. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not what I meant to. That's what I meant to him. <laughs> so I know it's not really a play, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Because <laughs> I enjoyed it, even though he got ejected. Yeah. Oh. Still get one of those. <laughs> it's preseason. He can afford it then. Yeah, he can afford to do it. We ain't taking. We ain't taking that, man. We ain't taking no shit. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Yo, is that the end? Bruh picks. Oh, wait a minute. Bruh. Another bruh for me. Yeah. <laughs> it is time for the bruh picks. The bruh picks are the plays that we did not like, the plays that are funny, the plays that are comical. And sometimes they're not even basketball plays. Sometimes they're just stupid stuff that happens exactly. in the world. Word. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And bro, man from the fifth flow, Ryan yeah. G, you got you got something for us, man? Yeah, I got some bro picks this week. Okay, let it go. First bro pick is goes to Dion Waiters. Bruh. Wait a minute. Know, I don't know if you heard. No, nah, I haven't. But um, I love when he starts off. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> by the way, go ahead. <laughs> but he got suspended by the Heat. Mm. First game of the season. So you know Dion Waiters is upset because he's like, you know what? I don't know why I got suspended, you know, for conduct detrimental to the team. He showed that conduct that was detrimental on social media. Oh, Lord. Because there was a post that somebody posted something. I think it was one of the Heat pages mm-hmm. in relation to Dion Waiters. And he was responding to somebody's comments in the comment section. What did he say? And Dion Waiters basically threw a shot at Eric Spolstra. Oh, <laughs> on social media. So saying that. Bruh. bruh. Saying that if I had Braun, Wade, and Bosch, I'd win too. Wow! <laughs> RJ, you're RJ. My bad. I'm so, oh my god, yo, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I meant. I don't. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you think I'm just gonna find out? Like, what are you? 
And then on top of that, somebody else posted a comment saying that the rookie over there, Tyler Hero, is already better than him. And then he just posted LOL under the, under the uh, comment. <laughs> I mean... I mean, Tyler Hero's been balling, but... Mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Give it a month. That might be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, might, that might be true. You word. So that's the first bro pick right there. Bruh. That's a well-deserved one. <laughs> Second bro pick goes to whose man's is this legend on the show, Andre Drummond. Whose man's is this? Andre Drummond again. Oh, God. What Drummond do now? Actually, though, he got a whose man's is this earlier this year when um he came out with that hit song. Oh, <laughs> hit, hit song. Oh, yeah. Lord. Loosely. Yeah. Use that term, loosely exactly. hit. Exactly. <laughs> loosely. Lord. So, you know, my man, Andre Drummond, I don't know. Maybe the coaching staff is telling him to shoot more threes. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe he's feeling himself a bit too much. I don't know. But this preseason. Put him up. Earlier this game. Yeah, sound like it. You know, he spotted up at the three-point line. You know, he was like, you know what? I'm going to let it rain. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he threw up the three. It's nothing but backboard. <laughs> ah. Bruh. Oh, he tried. He, he tried, but. I mean, modern NBA, man. Andre, I mean, big men got to shoot threes, man. I feel like I'm feeling the pressure. Yeah, but my man shot it from Steph Curry range, though. Like, he was like a few feet behind that three-point line and put it up. I mean, maybe he just went to this, this Steph Curry uh, uh, summer camp. <laughs> like, I, I guess so. He, he, maybe he felt uh, he was training. It wasn't even a heat check. It was like, it was like early in the game. He just put it up. <laughs> bruh. This is a bruh for you, dog. Sorry. Yes, sir. I had a third bruh pick, but I cannot think of it right now, so I'm probably going to have to end it there. Nah, he was on a roll, bro, man, uh, for the fifth floor. I no. know, man. Uh, there's, there's a third bruh pick somewhere, but I just can't recall it at the moment. Watch it come back to me when the show's over. Watch it. You better call me. You're going to edit that in. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's funny. Cause I feel like I have one, too. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember it either. Yeah, not at the moment. All right. I'm going to let that go. It was funny because when the summer came, I had like 30 stored up in my brain. Yeah. And now we're here and there's nothing here now. It's, it's all gone. Word. It's all gone. <laughs> Whatever. I get All right. You know what? We're going to end it there then. And if we do that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. One more. Oh, all right. It, it, it just came back to me right now. All right, cool. KD. Oh. Yeah. I did. Bruh. 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 Name. Bruh. Go ahead. So, um, KD, I think he won a Hot 97 to talk about, you know, the Knicks. Of course. Saying how, um. You know, the younger generation coming up, they know the Knicks as losers because, you know, the Knicks have been losing a lot. They they had never seen the Knicks in the finals and things like that, which is true. I'll, wait, wait. I'll, I'll give him that. Is Julius Randle young? Well, yeah, he's young. Oh, is, is RJ Barrett young? He's young, too. Okay, I'm just checking. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred Payton's still young. Oh, uh, yeah, he's young, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Knicks were able to sign some young players. Despite, oh. despite what KD said. Okay, I'm just checking. All right. Yeah, but <laughs> basically, KD said the Knicks are not cool. And Are the Nets cool? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is, your, this is your thing. My bad. Yeah, but my whole thing is, is that, okay, you said the Knicks is not cool, but you weren't thinking that early in the season when you were actually considering going to Knicks in the offseason. Bruh. This is what we call saving face, Ryan. 
He had to see. You know what, too? When he said it, I knew it was Cap. Yeah. I knew, I knew he was not. Cap. Okay, I, I, I was told by, um, shout to Alex, mm-hmm. that sometimes we say slang, he doesn't know what it means, we're joking. Okay, uh, well, okay, you explain to him what Cap means. Cap means a lie. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and basically when someone says no Cap, that means not lying. Right. <laughs> so I knew it was Cap when he said it, mm-hmm. because, like, we said this here on this show, we felt like if the injury didn't happen and he was the front runner of the guy, the guy who had to re- recruit everybody else, mm-hmm. that he would have been a Nick. And yeah. that, I, we said that on the show. And then when he got the Achilles injury, we feel like everything changed. Yep. And I'm glad Jalen Rose said something, man. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's a, a little bit of vindication that we wasn't crazy. Exactly. We wasn't crazy. So, she, you know what? Oh, for Jalen Rose, because mm-hmm. because that story came out because Jalen Rose was interviewed by Ian Begley mm-hmm. at a Puma event, and he released that information that KD did want to come to the Knicks, and he was even offering to recruit, but he mm-hmm. changed his mind. Yeah, but go ahead. We we know we know what it is though. You had to save face. You had exactly. to say I love Brooklyn. You had to do the song and dance because you know you didn't want them to feel bad. Exactly. It's like it's like oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like you. you he got with his girl, mm-hmm. and he has a girl that's a friend, but he didn't want to let him know yep. that they used to be together, so he lies. Exactly. Oh, no, that was, a fr- that was my childhood friend. That's my cousin. Yeah, so... um, Nets- No, we, Nick wasn't your cousin. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> Nets fans, y'all still second tier. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our preseason's still empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I mean, are, are you shocked that they're preseason? Not really. <laughs> But yeah, bro, to you, Kevin Durant. Bruh. Even though, even though they asked him and he, you knew he was asked him, and I, yeah, he answered the question is fine, but still. Yeah, I, yeah, mean, cool. I, I feel like I feel like he would have been okay if he just ended it at, you know, a lot of young, a lot of young guys coming up are, you know, they don't, they don't see, they haven't seen the Knicks be a good team. If, if, cool. if, if, if he just left it at that, would have been like. Okay, because it's facts. Because the Knicks haven't really been good since like 2000 and like one or two, you know, one of those years. Knicks haven't really been strong. But I'm like, when he started to to go into depth about that's why young players don't want to sign here and the Knicks are not cool in today's NBA compared to other teams. It's like, yeah, other teams are better than us, but the Knicks are still a pretty reasonable brand where if the Knicks actually had a good squad, players would be running here. So, I mean... Oh, trust and believe. It's, it's, I, it's, I feel like it's a matter of time. Yeah. That's all. It's just a matter of time um, until we're able to turn the ship around, man. Word. And Ninja people trust. Ninja P shirt's coming soon. Yes. Trust me. Oh, RJ Barrett. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta show them hold the on, shirt. Hold on. Hold on. You got to show them the shirt. Hold on a second. Hold on. A, I just destroyed this mic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. RJ Barrett. Merch is available. Trust and believe you gotta get that RJ merch. It's in the nick of time show.com slash catalog. Link will be in the description on YouTube. If you don't follow I don't even know if you can hear me because the mic is over here. <laughs> if you don't follow us on YouTube, you dumb. You should be following us on YouTube. One more time, one more time, one more time. Alright. Alright, so here one we go. Time. <laughs> one more time. Chris said one more time, so I'm gonna say one more time. Go to the nick of time show.com slash catalog. Get this R.J. Barrett tee right here. 
We'll move the locks a bit. Move the locks. Yeah, move the locks. The locks okay. Yeah, so they can see the design. Yeah. We got you. We got you. Yeah, it's in stores right now. Get that right now at the nicktownshow.com slash power to top, to top your RJ Barrett tee. Support the guitar show and look fresh while you're doing it. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. And guess what? I got Ninja P shirts too. <laughs> Coming soon. Come no, no Ninja, Ninja P shirts are here. Oh, they're here. Oh, my. Oh, fault. they're here. Okay. Oh, they're here. Okay. They definitely here. I'm just saying. Where else are you gonna get a Ninja P shirt? Ninja P is Scott Perry. If you didn't know, I call him Ninja P because he traded Christos Porzingis to Snake in the dead of the night when no one was looking, <laughs> like a ninja. No one saw it coming. Word. Gone. Ninja P. If you like, Naruto, you might like the shirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right and that is our show you can find us on social medias you can find us at the naked time show on instagram the naked time show on facebook and the kot show on twitter you can also find us on soundcloud.com slash naked time show you can also find us on dash radio what up dash radio mm-hmm. you can also find us on spotify I think we're on iHeart right now, too. Yeah. The uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nick Time Show. The Nick Time Show. Don't forget the, the damn it. Don't yes. do that. Don't ever do that. And we're on Stitcher as well. Trust and believe. We did it, too. If you want to check us out. Please like, subscribe, comment. Leave good comments. And you know what? I mean, Mer- I mean we'll accept the bad ones, too, you know? I mean, yeah, be truthful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps us out. Um... Hey, all these ad people, you can advertise on YouTube. Your ads will be right here. Yep. We're, we still in talks with some ad people. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? If you, if you come through, um, if you want to advertise with us, let us know. Hit us up at the Nick of Time Podcast at gmail.com. I will reply to you and give you the rates and the numbers and all that stuff. And that is all, man. Um, yes, sir. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin. Sir G is Chillin. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You know, it's been rough for me lately, but I hope to get on the writing grind soon. So be on the lookout this season. Sooner or later, an article's going to be up on the site. <laughs> yeah, man. And shout out to Jeff Stevens, man, who's writing articles for us. And shout out to Sam Hiller as well, who's been writing for us too. If you're a writer and you're dope, come write for us. Might be even some guap for you, depending on what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, every now and again. I can't promise you everything, but you know, ads are starting to come in a little bit, so mm-hmm. it could be some guap for you as well. So look out for that if you're right ahead of up. All right? Yeah. That is our show. We are the Naked Time Show. First one in the books. We did it, young kid! Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of here. Peace. Peace and love out to where you're from. But all of the money I fuck up, say I did. Bright lights, big city. Bright lights, big city. Gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Represent for my New York City crew. Say again. Bright lights, big city. Bright lights, big city. York, New York, big city, your dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city, your dreams.